It's hilarious. So, like they're not even hearing the music that we're hearing that's added after, but it just was still so funny. And then I love when they're like, we're very easily entertained. <laughs> As you need to be. You're on an island for that long. I've never seen one of those stick things before. I would, I don't know what I would do if I saw that thing. Like, what are you? Like, where, you know, where's your brain? <laughs> I'm the only stick with eyes. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Survivor at Home podcast. I am your host this week, Kel Sherman, and I am joined by two lovely guests today. Unfortunately, we don't have Rochelle. Rochelle is feeling a bit under the weather and hopefully we'll see her again soon. But we have uh, Melinda. How are you? Welcome back. Hi, I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. This is like a little bonus for me because I'm stepping in um, just because Rochelle was sick. So, I mean, I'm sorry for Rochelle, but it's my gain that I get to be here twice this season. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I guess you were on the pod with me and Lynette last season. And uh, yes. we, we spoke about, I guess, your Instagram. So any standard books that you've read in the past few months? Any book recommendations? Ooh, I just read a series that was Witches and Vampires called A Discovery of Witches that also has a TV version that I'm told is really good. So I'm excited for the TV version. Readers are always paranoid that the film version is not going to be as good, but it was a really good trilogy. If you want something, if you're still hanging on to like Halloween season, it was really good. Is it on the CW? Do you know what network it's on? Ooh, no, I think it's like an HBO thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm a HBO. free trial queen, so I'm going to have to find out where I need to get a free trial <laughs> from to watch it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I love a good CW teen drama. It's just, you know, some just like... <laughs> no, it's not like Twilight. It's more like Outlander, Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. Like a little oh, bit of Twilight. Like title is yeah. a bit misleading. Okay. <laughs> and Which platform will it be on? Which platform? Oh, good. <laughs> good <pun>. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have our guest of the episode, uh, Paula. Paula, welcome back. How are you hey, doing? Thanks a lot. If I was any better, you wouldn't believe me. How are you, Paul? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I, just, I, 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 like how, I like how we got her laugh before she was even introduced. So that there was absolutely no doubt. It was like sneak peek. Yes, exactly. And I that's what it. the audience wants. They want they want that Paula laugh. Yeah. I'm here, guys. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Anyone yeah. who's tuning in is for the first time is needs to go back and listen to Paula's previous episode from last season just to get the laughs. Absolutely. Yeah. Paula, besides sure. Survivor, are you are you watching anything else on TV? You know what? I'm really hoping that Law & Order SVU comes back after the strike. It's pretty much it. I did go to the Pink concert last night. It was <gasps> masterful. Oh, so nice. I do think that when I get home tomorrow, because I'm visiting my family in Ottawa, that I will be watching the Pink documentary that somehow I missed on Amazon Prime. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I feel so like... Yeah, nothing really at the moment, no. Okay, no, fair enough. There's like different like 17 different franchises of svu and i feel like that's been going on since i was in high school have you have you watched it all or yeah i think so i can't remember like if i watched it in sequence or if i just went back and saw every episode on reruns or whatever but like huge olivia benson fan you know hmm 
I, I don't know some of these crime TV shows. I, I don't know if I could do. It's just it's just, they're a bit too dark for me. I need something light and silly. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I like the I like the you know the psychology part of it, the brain stuff that goes on in people's heads. Oh, for, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, no. I, I do like that too. It's a time and a place. I, I've been watching The Traders Canada. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard of that one. It's on Global. Um, no. Yeah, it has uh, oh, it, The Traders. It's on Netflix, I believe. So you can watch the, the American one. But uh, it has Erica, who won season 41 of Survivor, uh, has Kevin and uh, oh, another girl from Big Brother Canada, and Rick the Temp. I don't oh, know if you guys know who Rick the Temp is for much music. I've heard of his name. Yes, I heard yeah. his name, yeah. 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 No, he's on it. So it's oh, a nice. fun show. Was he a VJ? Was he a VJ? Yeah, he was a VJ. Yes. Mm, there was a very good looking VJ back in the day. I think his name was Matt. Matt. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I can picture him right now. Oh, I'm not going to get Strompolopolis. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's no. George. George. Yes. Oh, I, I don't, who's Matt then? If you can hear any crinkling, it's just me eating my children's <laughs> confiscated Halloween. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, fantastic. Yeah. And why not? Right. Um, so before we get to the show, uh, you both were at the, uh, the August long event, the Survivor Home Live event. Uh, so I, I obviously was not there, but I'm kind of curious to know um, how it went. Paula, I know you went from the top to the bottom. So how, how was that? Can, can Started you tell from me the about- top, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went into Survivor at home in person with some confidence, right? Because the first time I played, I had no idea what I was doing, um, which ironically I got to third place. But I went in with some confidence. But I kind of as soon as I saw my tribe, I had a feeling I was the weakest link. And I don't know if that's just an insecurity thing or whatever, but I, at the same time, I didn't think I'd get voted out first. So we went in, it's awkward at the beginning, right? Cause you just, you just have to pick someone. There's no reason to pick anyone on the first vote. You just have to knock someone out. And John Wani, who was playing called the boys over. So then we knew it was boys versus girls. And so I tried to convince the girls. I just picked a name and said, let's go with them. But both of them went with someone else. So I got real blindsided when my name came up. Um, and I was, I was, pissed like i can i say that on the podcast beep i was i was (laughs) upset and not it wasn't personal it was i feel like it would have been more personal down the road but i was just upset that i was like come on i really like wanted to play this game like anyone you know then i had to walk up that stupid hill that i'd run up three times with soccer balls just to do a stupid recording about how i felt and my emotions were all over the map and whatever and jordan's sitting there asking questions i didn't even have the answer to because i didn't process yet but um yeah, but I made a decision at the top of the hill. I said, okay, I'm, I'm an emotional person. I feel my feelings. I'm allowed to, and I, I know I'm allowed to. So I thought, okay, I'm going to feel this out for a few minutes. I sent my best friend a text and just said I got voted out first, and it stings. And I took a few minutes. I just walked inside of, I guess we were, we were close to a church, so I walked inside the church, and I took a deep breath, and I feel, felt all my feelings. I said, okay, I have two options. I can let this ruin the rest of my weekend, probably everybody else's, <laughs> or... I can just go outside and have some fun. And I did that. I walked down the hill and I had a blast. I cheered for the blue team, even though they're the ones that voted me out. And uh, I sat on the jury's bench. I had, I had a blast. I honestly did. I, uh, right I think it's better to get bo- voted out in person first in these events than it is online to sit online from 7 p.m. till 2.30 a.m. two nights in a row. Knowing you can't play is a little harder, I think, than drinking beer and cider and watching people look ridiculous <laughs> at the events that you could have been doing. 
And you know what? It's that was your second season of Survivor at home. And I can say that as someone who I think I played like four times now and I've never won, all you got to do is remember who did you dirty and have your own little Arya yeah. Stark kill list of people who, you know, who you want to get your revenge on and just every night before you go to bed. Yeah, so Steve, John Wani is basically what you're saying. John Wani. <laughs> if you're playing in January 19th to 20th, their next event, John Wani, I'm coming for you. Yes. I'm coming for you hard. <laughs> I won't. I actually won't, but... <laughs> Oh, on your behalf, I, I feel a bit personally victimized by John Wani for you. So, but yes, thank you for bringing it up. Uh, we do have another online event coming this January. So please go to the survivorhome.com website, uh, fill out an application. Uh, as you know, listener, you could uh, be playing and you could even be a co-host on here with me one week as well if you do get accepted. So uh, Melinda, how was your experience with Survivor at Home? So it was good, question mark. Um, so my whole family came, so it was really lovely for my husband and kids to be there. Um, and they were like hilariously into it. Um, but I also was quite salty because I got voted out third overall second from my tribe. And I, it was funny because I did not take the time that Paula did. And I have to tell you, I have not watched my exit interview to this day. So maybe I should have watched it before now to just be like, sorry for all the things that I said when I was salty. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was the same thing. Like I came to play, I also wanted to do well. And I feel like I was very instrumental in our first like the challenge that we won because we were super far behind. And then I sort of like took one for the team. I won't get all into it, but yeah. So I felt like I was very instrumental in our first win. And then the next two that we lost and then people just lied to my face and wrote my name down. <laughs> so yeah, it was- Who, who lied specifically? Out. Who who did you, who oh, do you feel most- did. They all did. did. John Wani yeah. lied on both sides. <laughs> yeah, and I also like with the tribes, like I feel like I would have done two of my allies. I feel like we're on the other tribe. So I feel like if I could have made it to the merge, but I know everybody always says that, right? Like everybody always says they voted me out because I thought I was a big threat, right? I think people are just afraid that I'm really good at puzzles. I don't know. But anyway. It's, it's how are. we cope. You are. It's how we cope. Yeah. <laughs> You're really good at puzzles. Very good at puzzles. You are good at puzzles. Exactly. I yeah. definitely give you, definitely give you that. But yeah. I, no, I, I hear you. I know right before the merge, I did see the uh, vo the vote out order, and I looked and saw that you were voted out before the merge. It's like, no, Melinda, you would have shined at the merge. I think I personally think that would have been your time. So yeah. well, and maybe that's what they were threatened about. I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of harder, right? Because we play with people we've played with before, and people do hold on to grudges and they stuff. Do. But it is funny how you feel actual real feelings, even though you tell yourself it's just a game. But because. I've never, like, I've seen my name written down a couple times, but I've never been voted out. And that was my third time playing. Because the first time I got to the final three, when I played the light version, and then my second time, I sort of got myself out by putting myself into fire and then losing. So, like, I've never actually been voted out. So I was, like, unprepared for that feeling. <laughs> That's amazing. Did Andrew acknowledge that as you were, as you were voted out, that you... We're I like don't know. A, he probably you don't remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, he should have. Yeah. I didn't even know the first one, the light one. But That's Luke and I used to joke before the live, we said he's played once, got voted out twice, and I've played twice, got voted out zero times. <laughs> so now it's <laughs> a bit more even. Now it's a bit oh, more no, even. He, yeah. he didn't even play, but his wife was. So I feel like that's sort of like a half win for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As as he stated, yeah, he's he's dating the champ of champs. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. like the Adam coaching her, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. So oh my goodness. She didn't even know, right? She didn't even know she was going to do it. So. And I, and I love yeah. that. And I think there's something really nice to just walking into a game of Survivor, stress fee, stress free. You're kind of playing with house money in a sense where like you have, you feel like you have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. Totally. And so, whereas yeah. we all feel like we have something to prove. And shame on all those players who let those three new people get to the end. I yes. am not impressed with the Survivor home community for not banding together. <laughs> so. We'll see how the uh, January event goes. Anyway, I just want to say, if you are one of my book friends who follows and listens to this podcast, we want you on the game, so you should apply. That would be amazing. I would love that for someone to be on the podcast next season and just be like, I was in Melinda's book club, and I'm playing, <laughs> and I got as far as I did, and now I'm on the podcast, so that'd be so cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. And I hope one of my friends plays too. That'd be great. But I will say that I did have a friend play. And it's it's kind of obvious. If there's someone from Winnipeg playing, then it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, this person obviously knows Kel. <laughs> so maybe we'll tell them to lie and just like put another location that you are tied to. And some, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Anyway, we are not here to talk about Survivor at Home Live. No, no, but- no. No, no, no. We are the Survivor at Home podcast, and we're here to recap season 45, episode 6. I'm not Batman. I'm the Canadian. Do we know who said that? Who said that? Well, that would be Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Number number one in our hearts. I would say before this episode, he already was, and after this episode, like, for sure. Oh, I don't know. He sure. might be number two for me. He might be number two for me, though, but Caleb's up there for sure. Who's who's number one? Matt, the VJ Matt from Much Music. Yeah, no, he's beautiful, but no, <laughs> Emily, Emily. I cannot believe I'm saying that because I really disliked Emily, like everybody else did after episode one. I just think she's a sweetheart. I, and she's I agree. Very smart. Best story. She's very smart. Sure. Yeah, she's very for smart. Sure. But I do love, I do love Caleb and what happened in the season, which we'll get into. Very happy yeah. about it. You know the the, the Emily and Caleb. Um, relationship arc storyline it's beautiful i love it um yeah so let's let's jump into the episode uh we start opening uh night night 11 new bello uh they're coming back to camp after brando gets voted out uh kendra we see her talking about wanting revenge uh emily betrayed her austin and true obviously didn't really betray her but you know they voted out her boy um and yeah, she definitely highlights that she was putting her trust in Emily. And something that we didn't fully see on the show is that in episode one, there was a twist where Kendra actually went to uh, Lulu Beach and she bonded with Emily. So there was that extra layer of feeling that there was a relationship formed. Unfortunately, it did not go anywhere. Any thoughts on Brando last episode, how the last episode went? Do you guys have feel one way or the other in regards to our, our Brando I forgot that part about Kendra already meeting them. So that makes her reaction seem a little bit more like, I mean, she's kind of an overreactor, like when you look at her face and anything, but I, that does kind of make more sense that she would have already talked to, um, like already talked to Emily before that point that we just didn't see in the cut. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, she's a huge overreactor. Yeah. <laughs> but I did want to ask you guys, what did you think about when she said, like Survivor seems like the best place for me to get my pettiness out because I actually love that. Like the idea of revenge, because I don't believe in revenge, like in real life. 
But I love when she's like, I live my life of karma. Like I want to do good. So others will do good or whatever. But then like on Survivor, she gets to like enact her petty revenge. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Would you, I, would you go be petty on Survivor or get revenge if you no, could? See, the hardest part for me about Survivor is that I can't not, this is a double negative, which is horrible. Sorry, guys. But I can't not be myself. That's the thing I'm struggling with when I play is like, I'm, I'm, I have faults, by the way. I'm going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm authentic and I'm loyal in real life. So it's hard for me not to be that when I'm playing Survivor. So for her to be like, I live by karma in real life when, you know, I'm, I'm at work and whatever, I have to be kind and nice, which is a great quality to have. But to want to, I don't know, I guess we all need an outlet for sure, but I think that's still a part of her if she can do that on the island even, even though it's a game. Like, I can't, I can't personally see myself disconnecting from who I am in acting out in a different way, if that makes sense. I, no, I completely... Yeah, empathize with that, Paula. You know, I've worked at a summer camp and I worked with youth and even now I work with a lot of, um, you know, vulnerable people. And you, you want to be in, the, in these, as you know, someone who works in, in this field, as authentic and as real as you possibly can be and as kind and as, you know, as, as thoughtful. And then Survivor is the complete opposite that, of that, right? Where you, you lie, you betray, you gossip, you steal, you withhold information. Um, and I, I really love the idea of just being able to be as petty as possible. And, you know, I'm it's, with you. yeah, I it's know I, the context it's is a game. game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, can... I just feel like it's a game. So this is like, this is game me. This is like a, a version of me that I'm putting for like, yeah, I yeah. You play like there's card games you play as a kid where you have to lie. Right. Like there's yeah. a lot of board games I love where you like pretend and lie and deceive. And that's part of the game. I just think it's like a bigger yeah. version of that. Yeah. And don't get I me agree. wrong. I can be vengeful in real life. <laughs> like, I feel like I can hold grudges in real life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like I'm this perfect girl who's authentic all the time. I do. I do understand the, the wanting to be vengeful. If someone backstabbed me and I felt like they were on my side and voted this way and this way, Oh yeah, I'd want to get them back. I might be like Austin. I mean, the sandwich thing is a little extreme to me, but I might, I might do that in real life too, which would mean I would do it on Survivor. But that's what my point is being is like, yeah, she. I don't know how you can actually switch who you actually are. Like, I think the deep down inside of you. That means sorry, that doesn't make sense. The stuff that the person that you are inside of you will come out in these ways. And again, sure, I'm sure I would be petty at times for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, we <laughs> sign up to get voted out and we sign up basically to lose, right? Like one person is only going to win, but, you know, feelings do get hurt, you know, expectations are yeah. not met. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's a game and shake the hands of the winner and just, yeah, on your way out, just be as, I guess, kind and cordial as possible. But I will be as ratchet as I possibly can be <laughs> until I'm voted <laughs> out of the game. <laughs> so Survivor, Survivor is a fun, a fun time, uh, but yeah, keep it. Keep it cute. Um, but yeah, so we we see that Kendra definitely wants to take her revenge out on Emily. We don't see it this episode, so we'll see if uh, the show is putting a pin in that for later, or maybe that goes nowhere. But right now, for this episode, it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, day 12, we, have, we start a new day. Uh, we wake up on New Lulu, and Caleb wants everyone to look for the idol, which I really like as a... Uh, strategy um as he said on the episode if he doesn't have the idol he wants to know where it is um, because in this game in this game information is currency 
and we do see him play that later on. And uh, yeah, they don't really find it at first. Lots of snakes and spiders. How, how are you guys with snakes and spiders? I'm fine. Like, I don't want to be touching them, but I don't like panic when they're on the screen. Yeah, I don't think I would be nervous enough unless it was around my neck strangling me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have hoped there's no... Was... Saw... <laughs> yeah. If I just saw one, no. No, okay, cool. but if your, your hands are rummaging in, like, a tree trunk and, you know, there's a spider in there that runs up your arm, like, obviously you'll jump no, out. No, no. At... Yeah. I'd flick it I... off for sure. I, agree. I have a worse I have a worse relationship with rodents just because I have a lot of rodent like trauma from over different mm, events over the years. So I feel like snakes and spiders I'm okay with, but if it was a rat, rodents. like might be a different story. Yeah, and I'm the same with elephants. So if an elephant oh. popped out of the bush, I'd quit. <laughs> I'd say I miss my bed like Hannah. Are you being serious? Are you, do you have like a fear of elephants? Or <laughs> Yeah, I do because when I was in Africa, I saw this picture of a man's face in an orphanage and I said, oh, who's he? So he died from an elephant trampling. And then I was in a safari and this elephant like jumped out in front of us on the road and my George of the Jungle adrenaline junkie, almost said scavenger hunt, safari tour guide said elephant on road. And it was like, right there, going to kill us didn't obviously have survived for the podcast but yes yeah, <laughs> i feel like that's not really out. a phobia like that's a legitimate fear when you're in that thank situation you. thank you so much yes yeah, so don't put an elephant in fiji i'm good i have yet to go to africa but i would like to someday you must maybe you like must. a yeah maybe like algeria or tuna to tunisia some somewhere that's not like too too crazy too popular <laughs> or yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah um yeah so we do see that bruce finds the beware advantage so i i don't know how i feel about the beware advantages but uh survivor in the new era seems to seems to love them uh in the context of uh having a tribal tribe hunt for it it's obviously lessens the blow of finding the beware advantage but bruce opens up and reads it and says uh it's hidden under the sand, or sorry, under the shelter in the sand. Uh, so everyone is there. Uh, and so he tells Caleb, he tells Kelly, he tells Jake, he tells everyone on the tribe, but Katura. So what do you guys think about this Katura and Bruce storyline? Like, where do you guys sit with that? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Uh, what are your thoughts? I... Am more on Katura's side because I do find Bruce terribly annoying. Um, and I think this is the first episode where we've seen like more people sort of share that feeling. Um, but there were also some like hilarious <laughs> Katura and Bruce. Like I love how they're doing this storyline because there's some other little tidbits throughout the episode as well. <laughs> we can get to those after, but just that made me laugh so much with their their relationship with each other. Yeah, the Bruce stuff that comes later, like, my goodness. We'll get to it, but, like, wow. I am definitely <laughs> Team Keturah, and I can't see, wait to yeah. see where this goes. Paula, what do you what do you think about uh, Bruce and Keturah? You know, I honestly don't have any thoughts about those two together. I mean, all we see is that she's annoyed with him. That's cool. He can be annoying. But he's also entertaining. If I was on an island, I'd be bored out of my mind. And think oh. that his little jumping out of a canoe and being weird is hilarious. And I'd probably join him. <laughs> So your team, Bruce, I love that. That's that's great. I like Katura too. I actually like Katura a lot after this episode, but I don't 
this, like Bruce, like I don't, I wouldn't put him on my bottom or anything. But yeah, I don't really have much opinion from what we see. It's just drama, which is what keeps the people watching it. So and like I think people know how Katura feels, but she hasn't like gone on and on and on with the tribe mates. I think she does that more in her confessionals, which I think mm-hmm. is wise because nobody has said like. Katura is annoying about Bruce in my recollection. Like, I don't think people are over that. I think there are some viewers that are like, oh my gosh, just shut up about it, right? But I mm-hmm. think that she's done a pretty good job of, I mean, they know she doesn't love him, but she's also found other people that sort of share some of her opinion, and then she, like, gives the real spicy takes, like, sarcastically I, behind his back. And it doesn't I really stop her necessarily either. Like, she, remember that time when she went up in the, the scene? And she was like, "Okay, well, we're voting Jay." And she's like, "I don't. I'm not doing that. I'm going with the plan." Right? Right. So I don't necessarily like. She still got an honest take and doesn't isn't afraid to go talk to him. And it was kind, as far as I'm concerned. Her approach to that was just like, "Dude, I'm going with the plan. If you're not in, you're not in." You know? Yeah. Bruce. Bruce is onto her, though. I mean, he doesn't share that he's looking for the idol. And even last episode, or maybe two episodes ago. Uh, we, we see that Bruce wants to hear the story from, oh, I forget. They were, oh, they were yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And she wanted, oh, Caleb, she wanted to hear a story from Caleb before Bruce shared. And so, and that's just what we've seen so far. So they're, they're, Katura is doing or say something or acting a certain way. And Bruce is picking up on that, but the show isn't really making that the focal point. They're definitely showing us the annoying side of Bruce. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, but I think it's a really fun storyline this season. I'm glad they both make the merge because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to not ready to say goodbye. And you know, the the show was telling us that Katura is on people's radar to get voted out. And yeah, I'm I'm happy it didn't go that way just just yet. I'm definitely too. Well, and it's just also oh, just a side note. I loved that Jake thought so quick on his feet and was like, "I'm gonna pretend I lost my ring," because you know Katura was the, Katura was the only one that didn't know about the idol being dug up, right? And he was like, "Oh man," he was like pretending to be so mad that he lost this ring he didn't lose, right? Remember when he said, yeah. damn it! And he said, sorry, Nana. Oh, I <laughs> love that! Um, in that sense, it, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. it was showing it was showing us that they were on Bruce's side also, because they could have easily told Katura, yo, he's yeah. digging for an idol in the sand right now, but they didn't. They played along with him and covered it up and was really smart about it, actually. I'm so curious to know the motivation behind that, whether if it's just to pacify Bruce into a false sense of security with the tribe, or if they are actually on Bruce's side and are willing to vote out Couture. And and uh, Jake does say that, that Couture is a name that the tribe is considering to vote out, but obviously we don't know what would happen in the pre-merge because they just never go to tribal together. But I'm, I'm curious to know the motivations individually of everyone who is, who is there, Kelly, uh, Caleb, um, but we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> but we do see Brilliant. boats come. Uh, and of course, when a boat comes in Survivor, something big is happening, whether you're going on a adventure or, in this case, where you drop your buffs. It's so exciting. So, did you notice how Bruce was hamming it up on the boat again? No. Like, no, so not. when the boats drove away and they were beside each other, he was like doing weird stuff again. And you know what he reminds me of? I don't know if you've ever gone, like I have kids, when you go into a store and they have CCTV and you know when you walk in and you can see yourself on the camera, uh-huh. that's what he reminds me of. Like they're just like doing silly things because uh-huh. they can see themselves on the video. Like that is Bruce. Like so I do that in Walmart at the self-checkout. Okay, so you're like my kids. 
I like you're a closet bruce fan it's okay if you like bruce <laughs> i will i will support you <laughs> he, he is entertaining <laughs> be loud and proud bruce bruce is uh bruce is a great guy I, I'm, I'm gonna be curious so i do listen to a lot of rhep rob has a podcast and he is always so what they do is for their podcasts they have they have it live and people can come in the audience and just, you know, type. And Bruce is often in the audience in those podcasts. And so I always think that's so like interactive of this guy to just be really yeah. wanting to know what's being yeah. talked about. Um, so no, yeah. I just, I, if anything, he even did, though I'm not the biggest fan. He did fan, call himself a celebrity. That he was so gross. That. I was like, ugh. I, I'm glad he said that in confessional because if I heard him say that on the island, I'd be like so turned <laughs> yeah. off by, by that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. It's like, yeah, I'm like a celebrity, whatever. They're going to want to vote me out. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. that was bad. <laughs> Super cringe. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we have New Bello, New Reba. They're celebrating. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to know why the producers, people who sort of map up the season, why they choose the beach they choose to have the merge on. So we see that they choose Reba Beach. And Jay, super exciting. Let's write us welcome sign in the sand. <laughs> Julie, Mama Jay's like, no, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't have the energy for that. I was like, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, obviously Jay goes home this episode, and I, we can get to that, but like, we don't really see through six episodes what Jay does wrong. Like, I don't see how, like, why she's on the bottom, why, um, I guess she's at the bottom of the three women um, and the tribe overall, it's either between her and Sifu. And if there's one thing for, you know, these 90 minute episodes don't do, it doesn't tell us why Jay is on the bottom. Cause she doesn't seem to be like socially awkward or, you know, maybe too much talk. Like, I, I don't know. The show just does not set that up for us. So, yeah, yeah. and I felt sad. I felt sad to see her go. Um, but yeah, she wants to write welcome so- a welcome sign in the sand. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> no one takes, but she does it. So she does it. Um, so all the castaways are on their boats. Bruce is apparently being a ham on the drive-in. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, D, or I didn't see it. D is happy to see Drew and Austin. Uh, she expresses to the camera that she's willing to write down anyone's name, but theirs. And so I'm wondering, does she, is she going to choose them over julie like what does like what does that breakdown look like if they were to be you know the final five i guess at this point um no i kind of thought when i watched that's what i thought she meant the first time but the second time i think she meant they're coming back to julie and i like i think she was talking like about them as a we so i think she was still thinking about the four strong right okay yeah i Right, and I say five, and obviously Sifu is not. First, yeah, yeah, I thought that was weird the first time when she's like, "Oh, is she just throwing Julie under the bus?" Yeah, maybe, okay. Yeah, I thought she. I think she meant like, "We're so glad they're both returning to us, right?" Because that's the group that went to tribal council, right? And then they, so they, they didn't know up until that point that they were all still there. And I don't think they'll be the final four, but I'd be curious to see how D thinks that would go because in my mind, well, I guess three of them could make it to the end. But I would think that the boys would be tighter and then not turn yeah. on each other. But yeah. 
And who knows where Julie would stand in that. Anyway, we'll, we'll, I guess, see how that plays out. But yeah, I was very curious to hear her say that. Um, So Caleb, happy to see that Emily survived the last tribal, and he's hoping that they could be the swing votes to be pulled into some greater move. Uh, And he had a line, he had a line that I loved. He said, what's crazier being here or being here with Emily as my number one ally. And I was like, that is so good. Like who would ever believe that from like looking at episode one to now that they're the only ones left, right? That she was so on the bottom and then like Mm -hmm. due in part to him seeing an opening and being strategic, but also being compassionate and whatever, like, Anyway, I just, I so love sweet. that because I feel like that's been, like we already said, that has been one of the best sort of storylines of the season so far is the two of them and where they're going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And that's such a funny point that if you're looking at the tribe of six and it's like, okay, before the merge, this tribe is going to be whittled down to two of them. Who is it going to be? I would have probably said Sabaya and maybe Caleb, but yeah. no way that Emily... <laughs> <laughs> you know, found her way there. That's, 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 no, I, I love it. Um, <clears throat> so we have Kendra. She's crying, crying over the fish. Did they, did Kendra not have fish? Did they not get food last, last episode? She said she remember that. Anything. Okay. Cause I, was she on with, uh, with Austin? <clears throat> no. No, she was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She was with Austin and Austin didn't get the sandwich because he was not going back Mm-mm. to food. <laughs> so, okay. So this adds up that Kendra would cry over the side yeah. of fish. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Talking this through in my head. That makes sense. Uh, and she expresses that she is still bellow strong and spills absolutely everything to her old tribe, which I think is the move. I think I, I agree with that. Uh, throwing Emily promptly under the bus, saying that she betrayed them and Brando went out as a result. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of curious to know, I guess, where Brando stood with everyone. Because I, I know we saw like little tidbits here and there, but we never really got a good look at, um, I guess, the the tribe, like the strategy dynamic of, mm-hmm. of old Bello. But- I think it's hard when the other, when Lulu keeps losing, we get so much screen time of them. So it is harder to sort of read the other situations at the camp. Um, I just wanted to say two things about when they first got to the beach, there were some great shots of Drew's face looking so stressed out. And then later at tribal council, he says, I felt like the nerd at the frat party. And I was like, yes. And your face was also telling (laughs) us that. And then there was the classic line from Katuro when Bruce started to tell them how to, Oh, if it rains, we need to get the shelter. And she's just like, Bruce be Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I think if I ever met Bruce, just if I was in school and sorry, not Bruce, I drew, I think I'd be a bit intimidated by him because like he looks like he's seven feet tall and yeah. he's clearly very smart. And I just don't think I would say the right things or he would think I'm stupid or you know, just like, I think, I think he'd be a very intimidating person. Like, he I don't calls know. himself a nerd, but he's not really awkward. Like, he's very articulate and, like, reads people and gets into conversations. So he's not, like, on the outs, you know what I mean? So I think you're right. Like, he's kind of, he's got the brain, but he also is social. 
I can't take him seriously though, because like I always think of Napoleon Dynamite when I look at him. <laughs> wow, I can't I get not... it out of my head. <laughs> I, I have not like, you know considered that, but I totally see it now that you say that. Yeah, it's and stopped. I never noticed until you guys talked about it on the podcast last week of how white he is, and I'm just like, yeah. he is, they are going through their budget of sunscreen like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah, and so I know they did talk about that on the episode last, the podcast last episode, and they do have a lot of sunscreen for the contestants so that yes, is something that so, yeah. he's using yeah. it all <laughs> yeah he's, he's like banana boat baby yeah and i'm okay i was ta- i was texting with someone this this week about on the topic of just things that they provide that we don't necessarily see that we do see some castaways wearing glasses and then no glasses so like what is the contact lens situation on the island because clearly if you're wearing they, glasses they do have them I feel like they talked about this on the on fire at some point last year because they talked about how they have bug spray, they have sunscreen, they have general first aid stuff. If people are on medication, they get it. And then yep. they did say there's times where if they know they're going in and out of the water, they'll like they'll swim and then their glasses will be somewhere at the next point of the challenge if they need them. Like the, so or but or on a regular day they would wear contacts. Like I think they did mention that at one point. Okay, I didn't listen to maybe half of the On Fire last season, okay. but I'm starting to this season. But if they did mention it, I might have missed it. But I'm someone who wears contact lenses, and I'd be very curious if I were to go on the show what the policies are on that. And I can say I think it's swimming. accommodating to that. I think I think yeah, they I are too. Oh, so. I would yeah. hope so. Um, swimming with contact lenses, it's it's a no go. Like I I can't open my eyes underwater with con- like in general. I don't think it's a good idea, but. Um, yeah. with contact lenses well, especially in some of the ones so. where you have to dive down and unhook something like yeah just be like right? so you would have through. to have your eyes open yeah 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 they yeah. did say that about the glasses at challenges because sometimes like the mud one it just gets all over their glasses you know, like, totally oh, yeah and then it's like you can't just wash off mud from glasses with more yeah. mud during the challenge so that's <laughs> yeah. man what what a debacle yeah. but yeah i guess whenever a survivor at home person gets on the show they can let us know so Bruce and Emily have a nice conversation regarding her comments from the marooning. Uh, Bruce to the camera says he still wants to get her out. <laughs> and Emily also says that she knows that they likely can't move forward in an alliance. She's pretty perceptive. Like she's yeah, like, she's okay, we said it was water under the bridge, but who knows? Very perceptive. And that's like number two who wants revenge on poor Emily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I do like that Emily is at least putting it out there, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I'm I sometimes I'm just playing the devil's advocate. And I'm such a devil's advocate time kind of person as well, where I feel like sometimes, you know, I'm like, okay, well, here's a perspective that maybe someone might have. And what do you think about that? I don't know if I would go as hard as Emily did, but I can definitely empathize with people who maybe try to, oh, like, here's an example. So on our Survivor at Home Discord, I posted the cast, uh, McEwen, McQuillan, her podcast on RHEP. And lots of people were disagreeing with some points that Cass had made. And I was kind of defending her point. I don't know why I did that, but I was kind of like, (laughs) here's why Cass, why she might think this. (laughs) I was like, I don't really need to go to bat for Cass, but it was a great podcast and only (laughs) two of us listened to it. So, Um, but anyway, so that was, you know, me playing the devil's advocate for no apparent reason. (laughs) So I'm with you, Emily. 
Uh, we ingrained have, in you, Cal. It's ingrained in you as a social worker, I think. I know. Yeah, it really, really is. It's like, well, here's why she's might be thinking that way. And let's come to a resolution. To, <laughs> which why that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so we, we cut to Austin. And this is kind of comes up several times in the episode that he's upset about the sandwiches <laughs> and he wants to get Jay and Kelly out. And honestly, every like those- time I, every time I just hear Ross Geller in that friends episode and he's like the Thanksgiving sandwich and he's like, my sandwich. <laughs> like every time I just, I need to put Austin's head on those like Ross Geller. What a, and what a timely friends reference. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yes, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, honestly, like it was kind of cute the first time that he was upset about the sandwiches, but it kind of got to a point in this episode with me where it's like, okay, shut up about the sandwiches. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta let that go. You had fish today, like yeah. water yeah. under the bridge. So we'll see where we'll see where that storyline goes. But I think I I just worry for Austin that he might get lost in seeking revenge over the sandwiches. So I'd be like, Austin, hey man, let it go. Just let it go. Move on. See, maybe we could use Jay or Kelly in some capacity. And if they get out, the idol gets more powerful. But yeah, I, I just found it to be, maybe just to be a bit much. That's fair. <clears throat> yeah. But so we have the we have the old, old Reba tribe. And they're just kind of, you know, dumping on Jay at this point. Uh, and J- Julie has said this a few times now where she thinks that uh, Jay is going to cut them the minute that she can. Mm. Um, and, you know, Drew's talking about, uh, you know, he's generally sees himself as a leader and he really wants to lead the charge to get out some of their initial targets, that being Jay. And that's so, that's so strange to me. Why old Reba is going so hard after Jay when it's like, there's no, uh, from the audience perspective, seeing the edit that we do from the show, there is no obvious reason why they would believe that Jay is going to cut them the first chance they get and why they want to take out one of their own numbers. Like it just does not make any sense to me. But I wondered, like we saw Jay like in tribal, like, I mean, Caleb threw her name out first, but then she was going up against him. But then when, when it came, I'm skipping ahead of myself, but then she was the one who was very instrumental of like, Oh, it should be Emily. So maybe that's like what she is like more frequently. We just didn't see it that much. Cause I did feel like she was really like trying to be persuasive and this is how things are going to go. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did listen to her exit interview with Rob, and I read the parade um, exit interview with her. And she did say that she did feel on the outs, and she had actually approached Sifu about an alliance early on, and then he ratted her out to the rest of the tribe. Um, So I don't know if that sort of played into the perception of her, but um, she did say on the podcast, her exit interview that she threw out Emily's name, because that's just a name that she heard had heard earlier that day. And so she felt like it would be her, um, which she said going into tribal, she felt like she could be an option, but also after Caleb was saved, that Emily was the only other option that she had heard. And I mean, I forget who else was um, up for elimination, but I think D 
And like, it would just be very hard to turn the tide on mm -hmm. anyone else mm -hmm. but Emily at that point. But I really yeah, liked yeah, that she was gaming fair. up until the end. Yeah. And she said that. She said that when she wrote down, she goes, I don't know what to say, but it's either you or me, right? And she knew because Bruce, yeah. Bruce would have went after Emily. She, she's right. Like, I don't think anybody else would have even got the vote. And so you kind of have to, you said game till the end. She was, she was doing really well in tribal council. I thought Caleb, and he was, I thought he was screwed because of her. You see what he's doing, right? You see what he's doing right now. Like she was very smart. And so I don't think that just came out in tribal. I think the stuff we didn't see, she was probably doing a lot of that behind the scenes too, which made people have a target on back, starting with Sifu saying, Hey, she asked me for an alliance, even though we're all missing. Yeah. You know? I, I just wish the show would like give us a little tidbit of that. But I, yeah, I guess I just have to trust that I guess the tribe saw something that we necessarily didn't. But yeah, they, uh, they're really dumping on Emily, sorry, Emily, they're dumping on uh, Jay uh, before they, before they go into the immunity challenge. Uh, I really, I think, I think this is a, uh, the part of the episode where there's that bug dancing and Sifu's <laughs> beatboxing. Mantis, wasn't it? Wasn't it praying mantis? I think no, it, stick bug. it was, yeah, it was one of those stick, stick bug? bug. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. So funny, it's hilarious. So, like they're not even hearing the music that we're hearing. That's added after, but it just was still so funny. And then I love when they're like, "We're very easily entertained." <laughs> As you need to be. You're on an island for that long. I've never seen one of those stick things before. I would. I don't know what I would do if I saw that thing. Like, what are you? Like, where? Yeah, where's your brain? <laughs> I'm the only stick with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's from a bug's life. <laughs> oh, I was like, wow, Melinda. Yeah. <laughs> Kel and I don't have children, so we don't watch the. Show. I saw that in theaters. <laughs> I definitely... And I'm just kidding, anyways. I'm just kidding. Anyways. Yeah. I do watch the shows. No, I. No, I, I I don't think I've watched it since. Yeah, a bug's life in ants. I could not tell you the difference between between the two. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have. Moving, moving I don't on. know if you guys caught Any more bug's life references you want to drop? By all means. <laughs> um, do you guys do you guys watch the PVR or how do you guys watch the episode? I watched it live. You watched it live. I watched okay. It I watched well, last it live. night I didn't because I was watching Pink, but normally. Right, oh, you watch okay. live? I watched yeah. it live and then I watched, I don't normally watch it twice, but then I watched it again because when I watched it the first time, I didn't know I was going to be here. So I felt like I had to. <laughs> yeah, soak in some some extra details. Yeah, I I, uh, I PVR and then I watch a bit, like I, I watched a bit maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes after it starts. Um, and so I, I stopped and I noticed that Jeff had like a mid- commercial break casting announcement encouraging people to play and i thought that's that's so neat you know i i, I really like that um because you see a lot of people in the new era say that they've only applied because at the end of the season jeff had said hey if you're here maybe think about of applying and so I, I love that they have commercials so if you're i feel like he's talking to me every time i agree so uh, gonna, yeah you're not apply. gonna get on the show if you don't apply and apply. i'm like i know jeff i know i just haven't done it yet <laughs> apply. i i agree and so, yes, you, listener, you, you should apply for the January 2024 season six or seven of Survivor at Home. We are talking to you, to you. Because if you don't apply, you won't get on. You won't yeah. get on. But not all of you, because we also want to play. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like 80% sure that I'll play, but there's always that, you know, chance that maybe I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see, but I uh, the FOMO would hit me so hard if I didn't play. <laughs> that would be the the other issue as well. Yeah. You've already cried enough tears about missing out on the in-person thing, so don't do that. Don't yeah. walk do coming here next to me side note. Yes. Yes, I'll uh, I'll be there next week. So watching at Rochelle's house and any, I think she threw it out to the survivor at home discord people. If anyone wants to come and meet me. Yeah. Yeah. I will be there. Her address is (laughs) (laughs) one, two, three fake street. Um, You know, I'm I'm super excited to come and hopefully meet uh, a group of survivor at home people. We'll see how it all shakes out, but I'll be there for a few days and I'm looking forward to it because I haven't been to Toronto in a long time. Wonderful. Anyway, wonderful. <laughs> uh, we, co- we come back from commercial and there is a lot of rain coming down. How would you guys do in the rain on Survivor? Obviously, we don't have what we have here in terms of like rain clothes. You're basically, here's what you go to work in. And that's what you're wearing. How would you guys fare in heavy rain on Survivor? I- think it's Austin that said like I like rain but not when I have somewhere warm to go and to change right that he said yeah it was him right because I love I love rain I love getting wet I like biking the rain I like walking the rain but when I'm headed home so I know that I can change my clothes and be dry not if I'm staying on an island and sleeping in my wet clothes not a fan yeah no I completely agree and often the clothes that you bring on survivor are clothes that are not you know, it's not like wool, which is gr- fine <laughs> yeah. for rain, but it's probably some polyester blend. Unless you have Jam Jam's lovely purple sweater that I still think about every day. Yeah, I feel like that being said, like having Jam Jam on your tribe where he's, I feel like he just like radiates heat. I feel like he's just a yeah. very warm that person. That too, that too. Yeah. I feel like if you want to train for this, you take your children on canoe trips in the back country where you have to pretend all the time that everything is good. <laughs> so this summer we, um, we took our two children plus two extra kids with us on our canoe trip, which sounds crazy, but it was actually better because then my kids fought less. Like it's only parent math that makes that make sense. Mm -hmm. But on the fourth night out of what was supposed to be five nights, someone, my child woke up vomiting in the tent. So we won't get into that, but I'm just saying we had to canoe home with one sick child and the three others through the rain and you're like looking around for like, where's the grown up who's going to help me? And you're like, I'm the grown up. So you just have to pretend. So I do feel like if you want to get training on how to survive the rain, you take children to somewhere where it's raining and you have to pretend that everything's okay. So they don't have a meltdown. So you can have a meltdown. So when I see people, I mean, I feel like on Survivor, you're so tired. Like I would probably have meltdowns, but at the same time, you're like, I like that take. I was just talking with a coworker this week about how, how, when a parent spins a situation, it has actual impact on kids. So if, you know, there's, you know, I don't want to say terrible, but like less than ideal situations happening, how a parent frames it actually can help a kid, I guess, power through a situation. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And I feel like it also improves my mood because like my husband and I sometimes look at each other and we're just like, what the, like, 
we are the ones who have to get everybody out of this situation. So you just do it. Right. And I feel like if it was my husband and I, I would probably be the one crying and then he'd be the one trying to encourage me. But when you have these four small children, like totally <laughs> yeah. ten, 10 and under, like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're doing it. So I don't know. I feel like, but I also then feel like sometimes with those things, I'm like, Oh, I would be so good on survivor. Cause I've done this and whatever. And then it's like, I hate when you watch the amazing race and there's like a hockey challenge and then the hockey players totally fail at it. Or these people are like, we're professional dancers and then they try to dance and they suck. So I don't know. I feel like I think that about Survivor and then I go at Survivor and everyone watching me be like, why does she suck so much? See, and here's what I say to that, Melinda, is people who are professional anything, like they specialize in this like very niche and hockey is of course not niche, but like, it's just like, this is what I specialize. And even in hockey is like, here's my position. This is what I'm good at, you know? And we think like, oh my goodness, this person is like a God among men. They're so good at everything, but (laughs) no, they're only great in this one thing. And it's actually makes them a celebrity and popular but you put them in like many other aspects of the real world and they're terrible whereas i know that you worked in a school and i think teachers are actually some of the most well-rounded people because they're slightly above average in so many different areas that they actually probably can fake it or if not you know have some sort of like background in something that is happening that's going to do probably better than the average person so it's the same kind of thing, right? Cause you're performing every day when you're a teacher, like you have absolute crap going on in your life. And then you stand up in front of a classroom and you're like, hello, teenagers, listen to me. And here I go. Right. And so you're yeah. prote- like, I do feel like you're sort of have to be a chameleon. Yeah. So Melinda for amazing race Canada. Amazing <laughs> <laughs> race. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's an amazing race person on the Traders Canada. I'm not an amazing race person, but just I think his name's Mickey. Oh, nice. I don't know if you know Mickey from oh, the yes. Amazing Race. Oh gosh, he's from yeah. he's local here. He's oh really? From where I'm from. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's on he's like Traders. A local celebrity. Yeah. If he's listening to this, one time my husband came home and he's like, "I saw Mickey at Walmart." <laughs> <laughs> and he never <laughs> said recognizable. And they run like a like I don't know if he still has long hair, but he and other guy they both had long hair his partner from the amazing race and they run like a wakeboarding school in muskoka so oh i think i saw them actually yeah on the show not in real life not walmart he still has (laughs) he has long hair on the traders um but but yeah he's from muskoka so he'd probably be part of that freaking muskoka alliance (laughs) (laughs) you gotta pull him in (laughs) yeah um okay so yeah back at camp we have Sifu shooting imaginal imaginary fireballs at everyone and it's another thing <laughs> another scene where it's like what was happening directly before this because i want to know like was Sifu just like out of nowhere or was he like hey guys want to see me fire somebody <laughs> like- <laughs> i think that guy is hysterical like i find him more entertaining than bruce i like love Sifu. Sifu is probably my number three i love him even when they said, Katura said, he asked me how to spell my name. <laughs> Which is so funny. Because I'm oh, sure like she said. such a funny guy. She acknowledges it's a joke. So yeah. Yeah. And, he's funny. I mean, he's random. So random. And I, I do feel a bit for Sifu because I think he was trying to play maybe a bit strategic episode one. And then that was quickly, you know, kiboshed or whatever when he was busted. And I wonder if he just reverted to this crazy, wacky personality, wackadoo, <laughs> Melinda. Um, yeah. And he's like, 
in the dictionary under wackadoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and yeah, so I just I, I I wonder if maybe his game would be a bit more different if he wasn't busted for an idol. But yeah, I, I feel like he's a he's a great character, great addition to the show. And uh, I really like him, but I'm surprised there haven't been more people that are annoyed by him. Oh well, I, I mean, he. I, mean, I don't know. Like Ken, Kendra's pretty kooky too with some of her reactions, and so maybe people are just like, okay, there's a lot of big personalities out here, and we're okay. Like yeah. his isn't as targeted as much as Bruce. I don't know. Bruce and Kendra gotta go. No, I like Bruce, <laughs> but their personalities. No, I, let's take it back. Kendra's personality annoys me, but Sifu, I'm all in. <laughs> See, I I feel like I've met people like Kendra in the past, and I don't. Once again, this, she's a character on a show. So I'm not talking to her as like a person in the real world, but I just don't, from what I've seen on the edit, like she just, I don't know if I would jive with her because that's super- a bit like Jamie. Didn't you feel that about Jamie last year or last season? I I guess so. You're right. Cause she had, Jamie had her magic wand um, and she <laughs> was a, a bit more out there, but there's something a bit more tolerable about Jamie for me. And I can't, I don't remember what it is in this moment. Because she's more Pollyanna, I feel like. She's just, like, very positive, and you're just like, okay, like, even if she annoys me a little bit, she also makes me feel better a lot of the time because she is really good at, like, she does have sort of that golden retriever energy that Caleb also has, right? That You know know what I think it is about Kendra that I just observed? I just, I think she comes off as a bit inauthentic on TV. It could be different in person, but it's just her like overexpressiveness and her nodding and her, I guess the energy that she puts out like verbally, I, I think it just kind of reads a bit fake to me. And I think that's the difference between her and Jamie in my mind. So don't know if she's like that in real life. And I think she, she actually has a pretty high approval rating on the show from the castaways. So oh, nice. I don't think yeah, it maybe yeah. reads that way, but just that's what I see on Mayanda as someone on the couch who does not interact with her, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I'm with Paula. I'm not necessarily a big Kendra fan. I don't think she's going to win the season, but, um, yeah, I'm yeah. Indifferent to uh, neutral negative honor. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, yeah. So Seafood's throwing his imaginary fireballs, uh, but we do see him. <laughs> yeah. He, he does share, share that he, uh, the start of the game is about having fun for him, and he's right now wanting to see how how this this game is going to go. So, I said I hope you know him almost getting vote, voted out that it wakes some sort of sleeping giant. Still has not happened yet, but I think he's in the process of waking up. Well, he even um, side note he he if I may he was actually very brave when they were all eating around the table. He was the one that said, uh, well, after Kendra's like, who's going to risk, or D, who's going to risk around a name, Sifu called the shot. He's like, I think we should have a conversation. Like, that he, was... the first time you really saw his gameplay. You're right. You're right. That was that was very bold of him to just, it you know, be that game. Extremely bold. Yeah. Yeah, it was very bold right. of him. You saw a little bit of gameplay, and I'm not just a sense of humor and <laughs> randomness. Mm-hmm. And that's no. we'll get to maybe talking about that later. But no like problem. all those people are safe there, and so I, you know, there's that extra layer of like I know I'm not going home. I'm talking with people who are True. also not going home, and so yeah, True. that that you know that extra adds an extra layer to I guess the dynamic of throwing out someone's name. But you're right, that was very. True, you know, game forward of of seafood. <laughs> um, so we have, so we have uh, not Bruce, 
Uh, Caleb talking, uh, we have a montage of him talking to a lot of people. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's not going unnoticed. Uh, so this is, this is a very busy part of the episode, but I, on, the, on the rewatch, I really like we have a scene of Emily checking in on Bruce and she's like, how are how, like, how are you doing? And he's like in game. Um, and then it's all ble- like bleeped out. And he's like, and he's like physically fine. And she's like, well, all you got to do is win then. And then it's immediately cut to a, a confessional of him complaining that no one is checking in on him. And it's like, okay, but we literally just saw Emily do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like that's the editor's kind of, throwing Bruce under the bus a bit there. Well, and he seemed like he's getting paranoid, right? And then I love when he goes, I think it was with, I think he was talking to Kendra and he says, am I a pariah? And she goes, what's a pepariah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, what? And then he says, a pariah. And she goes, what's a pariah? <laughs> like even when he, even like, when she understood what Kendra, he was saying, so how do you not good. know what a pariah is? <laughs> But I just love how it made it sound like a papaya. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, if that's how Kendra is, I I think that's a bit endearing. I I really like that moment. But uh, Okay, and then the next was another Katura line that I loved when she said, maybe your leadership will be enough to wrangle people. And I, like, (laughs) snorted because you know she's being totally sarcastic. Like, it's so good. And I like, I wanted to be like in the office when then she would turn to the camera and just like do a side eye at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I snorted at that line. That it's was so, so good. good. And it was like, but she was like super straight faced, you know, like did not no face <laughs> crack great. at all. Yeah. She's great. That's why I like to keep her around for the yeah. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <sighs> and then even yeah. Kelly at that point. Kelly even said Bruce is a liability. So you can kind of see even with his allies, they're kind of like, oh, he's like yes. a bit so of a loose cannon. We have, as as we were saying, talking now that Bruce is on to Caleb. So he, oh, yes. we have yeah. a montage of yeah, Bruce assuring his concern to Kendra, uh, to Kelly, and to Katura, and even to and even to Caleb. That was so sloppy yeah. in my mind but it reminds me of just someone who maybe had a lot going on in life and suddenly that's gone and you see someone else rising up to what you had before and a lot of jealousy on behalf of that person and so i think we have bruce jealous of caleb i think he sees okay i no one's talking to me and everyone is talking to caleb and i need to get this guy out so that's how i read the situation i think there was a lot of jealousy there yeah yeah um and then yes so we see kelly and caleb talking about blindsiding bruce and one thing i hate about this mergatory is how it sort of squashes a lot of strategy that can go into this amazing 13-person merge. We have half the tribe safe because six, seven people can't get votes. And we don't know exactly how this sort of shaken down if they actually turned on Bruce. But I am not a fan of the mergatory, and I do not like that over half the tribe is safe. <laughs> so- <laughs> 
just putting that out there. But uh, yeah, but we do see that Kelly and Caleb talk about the fact that they, they both want to blindside Bruce. And as you say that, Kelly said he's a bit of a liability at this stage. Mm-hmm. And what is he thinking? Like, he does not trust Katura, but he at the same time is sharing concerns of Caleb to her. Like, why would you share that to Katura? Like, what's the motivation there? Well, and also I feel like both Reba and Bello should be trying to pull Emily and Caleb in if they actually want numbers. Because, like, Bello, like, Reba was turning on Jay, but Bello wasn't turning on itself. But it's like, Caleb was with some of you. Like, he he knows some of you. I don't know. It just feels like, shouldn't they be going after Reba first? Like, that's what I felt Totally. Like, Like, D is right there as well. You know, it's like, okay, why? Well, I guess they went after went after Jay, which is, you know, more Reba. But yeah, I'm. it's kind of questionable that they were so quick to jump on Caleb as two, he's not, two tribes. Like, he's a physical guy, but he's not the only one there. So it's not like once the physical immunity challenges start, he's just going to go on a run and win them all. Like, I don't think that's realistic to think, right? All right, play that clip in three or four weeks after uh, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not just that. Do it, do it. It's it's his yeah. social game is so. <laughs> his social game is so strong, though. You give him another day on the island, and who knows what he can do, right? He, I, I mean, completely they're, agree. they're yeah. It's not even just psychology. yeah. It's not even just the physical side. It's the yeah. the social game. He's very smart. And so I, even I, even with Bruce saying that the Katura, he knows and he thinks and assumes that Katura hates him the most. If he can get her mind thinking more about Caleb than him, then he's winning. Because then she's yeah. going to put him, Bruce on the back burner and Bruce is less of a threat. Bruce is just annoying. Okay, so I don't right. vote Bruce. He's right about Caleb. I don't vote Bruce. Okay, I have to put up with his little dance moves and shenanigans for, shenanigans <laughs> for a little bit, but we got out a big threat. Like they're not wrong. Kendra wasn't wrong to go after Caleb either. And clearly they all agreed at one point because they all voted for him. Right. But yeah, his social game, put it, put him on an Island for another day. Like the social game is what's more threatening than, than his well, physicality. Let's see what he does. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Be there another day, so right? who knows? Oh, I do agree. I do agree with you. I don't think that Caleb is the next person to go at the 12 person actual merge. So do you see, like, what do you think Caleb's move is? Do you, do you have, do you see like a potential game plan that he can enact? Oh no, I suck at the future futuristic stuff. I don't like, I think he'll cling to Emily, obviously. I think so too. Back. I think I think they'll they're going to be definitely cling to Emily. Yeah, but and... I think they've been so subtle about that, don't you think? Oh yes, yes. I don't think everybody else how knows how close they actually are. No, because if Emily was found out to have told Caleb to play the shot in the dark, they may have right. went after her in tribal instead of Jay the second yeah. time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's not trustworthy. Yeah, she is being protected for sure. And so I'm curious to know the details on why a lot of people did not want to vote her. Maybe they view her as an actual social pride and it's like, okay, Emily's not a threat. Why would we get rid of her? We need to get a threat out now. Caleb's, or you know. Or a number? Yeah, yeah a number and a number. I think Caleb needs to find someone like maybe like Drew and Austin and he can like be a shield. Like he needs to find people who are also legitimate threats and then... Yeah, like, I so I yeah, I think I think Caleb is going to go to old Reba and they're going to vote out 
a bellow next next round. That's how. So, <clears throat> and when I say I don't, I don't even know if I have the right tribes. So I think Caleb is going to go with uh, D, Austin, Drew, um, yeah. like that side, and they're going to mm-hmm. target. I don't think Bruce necessarily, but like I don't think they would target Kelly either. Or maybe they would take out Kelly. I think she would. I know we're talking about this Kelly kind of quote unquote winner edit potentially, but like I do think a Bellow person is in trouble next episode, just because they were very quick to like they were working with Kayla, but they were just very quick to you know vote him out, be done with him. So, so Kelly or Kendra or Austin or Drew. But if you're saying go with Austin and Drew, it's going to be Kelly or Kendra they get out. Maybe Kendra. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I actually, Kendra, I honestly yeah. think Kendra because she yeah, was pretty so. vocal, like of pushing, like she was very vocal about Caleb, and so if yeah. that sort of conversation, especially from the sanctuary, gets back, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Katura sort of when when they're back, I could see Katura saying, "Hey, you know, it wasn't going your way, but you know that I'm with you." Half the tribe was no, could not vote for, but Kendra was throwing out your name, so yes. Planting yeah, flag. Yeah. I think Kendra will be the next person voted out. I can uh, see that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hope um, so. So we have the immunity challenge. Do you guys? How how do you guys feel about Revis puzzles? How do we Melinda? feel about their puzzles? Yeah, yeah. No, I, a Rebus, a Rebus, a Rebus puzzle. The, the puzzle the very. So I like, like I think it's too easy, right? Like, because you really? have all the letters there. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you think it was hard? Sorry. Oh well, no, no, no. I don't. I was. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's too easy. But I think, you know, it's a bit of a mental game. And when you're like hungry, I, the pressure's on. You know, like you're kind of dehydrated. Yeah, Maybe okay. it's a bit challenging. I don't know if all of us would say I, that I'm it's too okay. easy. I feel like rearranging letters is more. Mm-hmm technical i don't know but i also wondered i have a question um this is kind of skipping ahead to the end of the challenge but when they say two people on the puzzle like can can anybody be shouting help at you because the well, they one, did yeah and that's what i thought was interesting <laughs> two people on the puzzle but then everybody else was telling them what to do like i well we did that at survivor at home too i know are there rules on that though i don't they, no, I'm looking I think at Cal. You can't tell I'm looking at Cal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I oh. <laughs> well, I know. I think like when you're so when you're doing the the letters, is that what you're asking, or like when you're yeah. trying to solve the? Yeah, I think if you're doing the letters, like only two people can actually touch the actual letters, but okay. the teammates can but be I'm... like whisper okay. shouting, like it's probably right. gonna be this because obviously yeah. you don't want the other okay. team to hear. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, yeah, they. You you can shout, but of course you want to be aware that the other tribe can hear you as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, it's two earn the merge randomly split into two different, uh, two different sides. Uh, red Caleb, Jake, Jay, Bruce, Kelly, Emily, Blue, Sifu, Austin, D, Drew, Cantor, Julie. Would you guys and Katura is in the middle? Would you guys choose the same tribe? Let's uh, the same team that Katura did. No, I, I, no, he would have went the other way. No, because when when uh, Drew said that puzzles are the great equalizer and survivor, I looked at Team Blue and thought they were toast. Hmm. I did, like I just thought they're definitely physically stronger. However, other than what wasn't it uh, Jay that couldn't get through the net? That was yeah. so sad. Yeah, so but- yeah, that was sad. That was sad. 
but they also were so hilarious. behind. I, yeah, I don't think that necessarily lost them the game because they were so behind. There's no way that she was that slow. I think they were just collectively slow. Like she was the slowest, but I think that just yeah. collectively they were just too slow and they could not catch up. Well, I think those bags were like really heavy. Like Jack at one yeah. point was like, Kelly's trying to lift it on her own. And you're like, okay, it must be really heavy. And she's like surprised that she would try. You know what I mean? Because I thought yeah. everyone's going to try, but he was kind of like pointing that out. Okay. Yeah, the net the net looked really tough, especially for you know Kat- uh, not Katura, um, Jay. Like she has so much hair, you know, like getting that caught on the net. But I think that'd be so fun mm. to just try and try and like scramble your way through. Remember Caroline? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the one that was twisted, like the yes. twisted one. Was and she was just like shrieking, and that was when we we're like when Carson was so sick. <laughs> I'm happy she got caught. Well, the claustrophobia like of that challenge is just like, ugh, you know, you're just being wrapped on all angles and you're like wiggling. I could see people having like a genuine panic attack halfway through. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah they have like push hard with your head. Yeah, I feel like you totally. should French braid your hair like very tightly before you go to any challenge. Like it yeah, just seems like a liability. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's like uh, a hair net. Oh no, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Just and constantly it's what pulling time it are back. we at? <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, the I we don't know if we need to talk through the whole challenge, but it it was a uh, pretty pretty physically strenuous. I I'd be always kind of curious to see how I would do in some of these, but like you know, at our best, like I don't know how I would do, let alone without any like food and water and the sun's beating down on you, but. Did but anyone we, else feel like they thought Jake broke himself on the net and then Kelly too? Like I thought, oh gosh, that was looked like a bad injury and then they were fine. <sighs> Jake is it, just next and waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jake is like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Jake, I no, can't I, use Boston accent. No offense to anyone listening from Boston. I can't. I can't. I want to uh, mute him. Oh really? Really? <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Okay, I wrote this down because when he said when they came back from the sanctuary, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but when he came back from the sanctuary and he said, look at those full bellies, I wrote down, is he really funny or am I just obsessed with his accent? Because I find everything he says so funny and I love the last... Paula is... (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, not funny. (laughs) (laughs) People to weigh in on this. Do you like the accent? Love it? Yeah, people weigh in on it, please. Yes, I, I love the last two episodes because we've got more Jake. Like, I didn't even like him in the beginning. Really? Now I just find him hilarious. I, I love the accent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Jake fan. I, I think so. But so I went to, I went to Boston Fine. a few years ago in 2018, and I did not meet one person with a Boston accent. I was what? very disappointed. Yeah. Oh, did you go to I th- Fenway? I did go to Fenway Park. Yeah. I'm not a baseball what? person, but I basically just drank beer and talked with people the entire time. But it was... It's fun you being didn't there. hear an accent. That's fascinating. No, I didn't. But I was with a lot of um, a lot of people who are not from Boston. But even at restaurants and stuff, like I went out to a, a few pubs. Nothing. I, I think maybe I was just in like a metropolitan area, and maybe in like the suburbs. That's where they. I I don't know, but I never heard any Boston accents. So very disappointing. Interesting. And I would go back to Boston. I really liked it a lot. It is a good like, place. Yeah. When he was like. I'm going to my first tribal, and my feelings can be summed up by ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love him. Oh, he looks okay, like a big mind. kid. He looks like a like he has like a, yeah. he looks oh, like he has a baby face. He has a baby yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
And he's always like, I'm mouth glad. is just a bit hanging open and then eyes are a bit lazy. <laughs> yeah, this is not feeding into the fact that I like him. See, the real TV fantasy, our league, at least our game's going to be different. Melinda, you, you and Cal, if you two like Jake, take him. I think he's so I, much, and, and I think he said, did, didn't he say once, like, people hear his accent and they just think he's dumb? Like, so I think he's way smarter than anyone gives it credit for. And he's, he's one of those players that's definitely flying under the radar right now. Yeah, I think people have a stereotype against accents, whether positive or negative, but you have, I think people are a bit more trusting of people with regional accents. And I think people are also, you think that they're maybe not as smart as they actually are. So I I think you got to be, you have to check your bias when it comes to interacting with people with accents because, you know, they're, they're not how you think they would be. So... Little, I'm checking little, my uh, bias. I just don't think he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's untested. He's untested so far. He's he's won like, a I lot of challenges. I hung out with people in Boston after the Fenway Park, so I listened okay. to them talk the whole time. But we were eating nachos and drinking beer and talking baseball, so I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a very Boston thing to do. <laughs> it was, and they all paid. It was great. There were firefighters and cops. Not as hot as Matt the VJ from Much Music, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt VJ much music. Uh yeah, when I was in Boston, um the Winnipeg Jets were playing with against Boston and everyone was like, oh go Boston. I was like, go Jets, go Winnipeg Jets, yay. <laughs> it's like the one person cheering for my I seat. do like the Jets. Yeah. Like the Jets. Uh yeah, so blue, sorry, blue wins, blue wins. And so they go to the sanctuary where good things happen. It's like, Jeff, stop trying to make that happen. It's, it's not, in my opinion, ever going to catch on. Um, but they go to the sanctuary. And yeah, so I did actually write that in my notes too, Paula, that Sifu throws out Jay's name. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it reminds me of Gabler throwing out uh, Ellie's name, I think, what, two seasons ago? So I'm not saying Sifu is going to win, but I think it's, yeah, very bold move, as we said. So um, then we have a lot of people just agreeing a lot of um, her tribe, which, you know, we already seen earlier in the episode, are okay with Jay's being named. So her her own tribe is. And it gave Julie that opportunity to sort of propagate the lie because she knows that d wrote sifu's name down but she's the one who said yes sifu yes. doesn't like jay because yes jay wrote his name down and then everyone like just takes that as truth right so yeah. that kind of is a good like a tiny little like tidbit from mama jay but like good on her for just like propagating that and it's an extra good lie because as far as sifu knows it's the truth and so he's agreeing oh. as honestly as he oh. can because from yeah. his perspective it is honest yeah yeah so a beautiful beautiful moment in in a lie for julie so then the conversation switches from uh from jay to both kendra and bruce pushing caleb's name hard hard and so i've talked about this over the podcast but it's always good to have allies in your corner for when you're not there so that they can Mm -hmm. defend you and so we do see over the next little bit we have a katura in defense of caleb pitching emily and stating okay well there's also emily who's sort of like in the middle of both tribes and not quite attached to anything and she's only doing that in my opinion because she's because caleb has put the groundwork in with her so i i really love that for caleb 
and for Couture, but obviously it goes nowhere because he eventually gets all the votes. But that's that is something that you want in this game. Someone who could go to bat for you when you're not around. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, they're drinking wine. Would you guys have would you guys have some wine in that situation? If you're on the island at the sanctuary where good things happen and there's a, a jig of red wine. I don't think I would. I think I would just, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends how confident you feel in the game. But if you had to have any of your wits about you, like if I was anyone who felt like I was at all at risk, I would be like, it's not worth the risk, right? Like we've mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. like, remember Cody with the coffee? And he was like so jacked up that he felt like that's <laughs> why. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I, I don't think I would, I probably pour oh some in gosh, a cup win of the million dollars and then build a wine cellar, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that tiny little, like, do you eat it's the marshmallow hard. now or do you eat two later? Like, I don't like, know. Like I drank a lot of red wine once and missed a train. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> is my <laughs> worst nightmare. So it depends. <laughs> yeah well uh, don't yeah. don't miss be don't be missing anything on survivor <laughs> yeah. from your drinking <laughs> that's yeah. that's the concern um the winning train no no uh, yeah i i think drinking on survivor in any capacity i would definitely caution against but you also don't want to be like so the one person hydrated oh i don't know yeah extremely yeah you drink you have to drink water with it for sure yeah and so back at camp, everyone is washing, washing off in the water. Uh, and so I, I took note that Jake stumbles out of the water. So we've seen him have, yeah, you know, his sort of two episodes of getting up too fast and having to sit back down again. And then I think the other one, he like drank salt water. Or I don't know what it was, but his uh, his health is definitely something to watch out for. As much as I guess we do or don't like him, Jake's, you know, kind of, I don't know how he's going to do, but the episode is sort of focusing on, on that. Um, he's out of there. He's out of there. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't quit, as long as he doesn't quit, I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, so Jay and Jake are talking and they're saying, I want you to be here tomorrow. I want you to be here tomorrow. And so she pitches either Caleb or Emily. And so they're, they're in agreement. And so at this point, the episode is sort of establishing that Jay and Caleb, and then with like a third of Emily are sort of the targets going into, going into tribal. Um, D says that she is ready to vote out Jay and she approaches Jake and Caleb and then Jake tells Kelly and then Kelly tells Emily. And this is just sort of how secrets are on Survivor where, you know, a train of people sort of, uh, you know, carry the information around camp. <clears throat> and so, yeah, we have we have sort of our, our quote unquote targets. Um, <clears throat> so we're on day 13, day 13 uh, to recap that we start on day 11. So it's like a whole like they have one day basically which is wild to me like this game is moving at such a crazy fast pace um mm-hmm. so we have uh yeah the the pre-tribal everyone's back on the beach uh Keturus, she's pitching out jay that she tells bruce um austin still mad about the sandwich you know he does want he doesn't want jay out based on that he doesn't doesn't want to let that go but 
we have everything sort of switched to Caleb. Um, so where did you guys, of course, and then we see, we have Emily telling Caleb like, okay, like Bruce wants you out. He doesn't like you. <laughs> um, I so that. that was like perfect classic Emily, but I love how Caleb's just like, okay, like he's not offended at all. He's like, sorry. He just like gets it, right? Like, cause yeah. at that point he just wants the truth, right? Yes. So like who, who, like what, I don't know if you guys do this when you're watching, but what do you guys think of, like, what did you guys think was going to happen? Like, who did you think was going to go home based on, I guess, what we've seen so far in the episode going into tribal? Oh, before tribal, pre-tribal? Before tribal, yeah. I wonder if they were all really sure on Caleb before, cause I feel like he sort of pushed people's buttons. Like, I feel like he had to go out swinging at tribal, but I feel like he maybe, maybe some people weren't decided and then they were kind of like put off by what he said at tribal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's tough yeah yeah because i think something tells me that caleb at that point knew that his name was going to be mm-hmm. is the name on the blo- on the chopping block like the yeah. name and i think he yeah. only went as hard as he did in tribal because of that and then he only went as hard as he did because he knew that he was going to play his shot in the dark so mm-hmm. that's a lot of assumptions on my part but yeah mm-hmm. what did you think i thought this was very interesting when the one, like, I thought Emily did an amazing job, except for her face when they were talking about Caleb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I did think she was very good at not, like, charging uh-huh. in there. Like, she's she did very eloquently. And she did say one thing. She said, if you save Caleb right now, he will be eternally grateful. And, Ken, and Kendra said, that's not how Survivor works. And Emily said, that's exactly how Survivor works. <laughs> so what, what did you feel like? Like, I if I were to be Kendra in that situation, I would think I would see exactly what's happening before me is that, okay, you're still with Caleb and you're trying to save him. But that's from me as from my perspective, I don't know if that's what Kendra's thinking or if she would have the wits about her to, you know, when I say that I'm like, you're dehydrated, you're not hungry and you're not, maybe not thinking, but um, yeah, I, I think it just seems so obvious, but I guess we have more information, but it just seems so obvious to me that she was going to bat for Caleb. I don't know, Paula. What do you What do you think? I don't. I don't know. I think she hit it pretty well. I think like we can figure that out because we've seen a lot of what's going on. Again, obviously, people on Survivor have seen a lot too that we don't get to see. But I think, yeah, I think she used Caleb's name. Right, Caleb would be eternally grateful. She could have easily defended him and said, "No, no, no, let's not do that." So I don't know that Kendra would have necessarily read into that personally. I think, yeah, I think Emily did a great job. Her face looked funny when I saw that meme on Discord, though. But (laughs) But I think, I think Emily's (laughs) loyalty to Caleb is exactly because he did the same thing for her. So she is undyingly loyal to him because he's the one that saved her. So I feel like in this situation now, they -hmm. have this reciprocal thing that, like, Mm -hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like they're doing such a good job of people not knowing that. And I feel like yeah. Kendra Kendra hasn't been in enough situations where she understands how much trust and loyalty is like your currency, right? Yes. And she's like, sort of like testifying that like, no, that's exactly how Survive works because I'm doing it right now. <laughs> right, right, right. And you yeah. know what's so funny? Emily's the one that called out Sabaya and Caleb at the beginning, saying they had such a strong mm. alliance, right? And it was evident. Yes based on what we saw on TV. But now it's mm-hmm. like Emily's got that even a deeper, obviously, a long, longer lasting 
um, loyalty with Caleb yeah. and the alliance and you know being allies for each, allies for each other, but it it is very subtle. And we don't hear the other tribe members talking about that how these two people have really gone through the fire and that bonds you. Like if you mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. any sort of emotional um, trauma, like like going through like a mm-hmm. like a car crash with someone, like that kind of stuff, like bonds people, you know. So yeah. two people mm-hmm. going through it on a tribe, of course. Emily and Caleb are going to be a duo, you know, like mm-hmm. that's silly for them to not think that. So, but I mean, be... if you look, Caleb is like brilliant and socially he's, he's got a social game down pat and he's got a big smile and he's like, you know, he'd be deemed successful in life. Obviously they know Emily is based on her, her job and her brains and whatever, and how perceptive she is, if they're even noticing that, but you wouldn't think those two would be likely like you austin and drew make sense to me right caleb and emily don't again we see different perspective and we get it but i don't know that people would even think that necessarily i don't think anyone has said their names in the same sentence except for they're the only remaining lulu members but not on each other's side or whatever like everyone thinks caleb is trying to get in with both yeah and then they think emily is sort of more with the the bellows because that's who she was with on the tribe squad Yes. And she's so smart to write Caleb's name in tribal council. Totally. Oh. Because now nobody thinks if one person wrote someone else, they're going to know it's Emily. Yeah. But she wrote Caleb's name also. She was so smart. I'm so excited to see the after tribal scene at the start of next episode. I, because everyone's going to be going to be like, good play, man. You got us. So I'm so. And we're going to be together, Cal, eating nachos. Yes. Yes, exactly. So we can all watch at the same time. I'm uh, like, when I planned this trip to Toronto, I did not even look at the podcast schedule. So I just happened to be not podcasting next week because I don't know what I would do. But, uh, and you didn't look at your Monday lunch schedule either because I'm in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about this early. I was going to talk about this earlier on because you were in Winnipeg a few months ago, and you yeah, told I come me, every three months. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Paula's going to message me one of these days while she's here, and we're going to go grab a beer. And no message ever came. So it did. It came about Monday lunch. We were having lunch together on no, the 13th. The last, the last time you were in Winnipeg. Oh yeah, the last, and that's why I got told any side note. I told Andrew I got off Discord because I was so embarrassed that I forgot to text you while I was there because I got so busy. And he's like, "It's Kel. He won't care." So then I came back on Discord. (laughs) 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 I was waiting. I was. I was waiting for the opposite pettiness in me being like, "I can't. I'm gonna avoid this because I got so busy." You know, when you're visiting someone and you're part of their schedule in their life. Yeah. And then totally. things kept, and the next, you know, it's Sunday and I got to go and I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have just sent Kel like a story I can't. But then yeah. we made plans this Monday, which works out perfectly because my friend just said, asked me to babysit a kid that day. So, oh, okay. At any rate, I'll see you this Wednesday. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah. So tribal, uh, tribal council. What? What? Oh. What a scene. And I, I love having <gasps> all 13 people in one tribal. Like that's just so many people. Because you're on a first off a tribe of six, so there's no been no more than six people at a tribal every episode, and you know less mm-hmm. and less. And then here we have thirteen castaways all together. So that in itself, and we're talking about you know oh well, where does Emily stand with Caleb, and are they even really bonded? There's so much information for these castaways to consider that you can't even always think about like the ins and outs. It's always like okay, who. Who's voting with me? 
who is voting for this person, you know, so, and obviously they all dump their votes on Caleb. So there's not really a lot of that, mm-hmm. but in these larger tribe tribal councils, there's just so much for these people to keep track of that. I completely understand that you're not really thinking of like, okay, like four cycles ago, where did this person stand? It's more of like here in this moment right now, what are, what are you telling me? And then sussing out based on the information that you have. So I, I completely get why mistakes happen in these high, high um, intensity situations, especially when there's so many people sitting there. But, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have anything that you really want to touch upon that was said here. I liked when Caleb said, "I'm by myself," because mm. I thought that was just another way. Like mm-hmm. when he's kind of like, "I'm a free agent," not tying himself to Emily at all. I think mm-hmm. that just sort of mm-hmm. propagates what they've been saying. Um, I did wonder when he, like, obviously he feels like he has to name someone, so he names like Jay. But when he mentioned Dee and Julie's name, did you feel like he was calling them out or he was trying to let them know that people see you as a three? That was a weird move. Like that was, you know, like as Dee said, it's like, well, you said my name and so I have to say something now. Um, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's a very risky like thing to do. I she overreacted. I felt like she overreacted like and took it very personal where he was saying. Yeah, I agree like drop her so that you're like, you still have an ally, but you're not seen as as much of a threat. Like I, like that's mm-hmm. how I kind of saw it, but she has a pretty fiery personality. So she just kind of jumped on the fact. She said, cause she's Cuban. <laughs> yeah. That's literally well, like, what she oh. said. I know mm-hmm. it's true. There are some fiery Cubans, but yeah. there's also some that aren't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I no, I, I was yeah. a bit nervous for him in that moment to, cause from Dee's perspective, like from anyone's perspective, like you don't want your name said in tribal because then suddenly like, yeah. are you pitching me? Cause you're also like processing everything that's happening at the same time. Right. So like in what context are you saying my name and okay, now I need to come up with my own defense, but I mean, obviously yeah. it didn't really matter because everyone votes votes on him, but for him to just dump on Jay like that, that was surprising to me as well, where he just calls and I love it. And there's, there were times in Survivor at home where I felt that I really wanted to call people out. I remember it was, I think, episode, like episode, this shortly after uh, the merge in this most recent season that we all played in. And I think I wanted to call out, or maybe, oh, I forget where it was, but I wanted to, you know, for, I think, Paul, I wanted to, like you and Ryan, I think I wanted to say something publicly about you two, but then the logical part of yourself kind of takes over and says, okay, if I kind of throw out someone's names or, you know, say that these two people said this thing, these people are never going to work with me, you know? So you're kind of like burning a bridge in a sense by saying someone's name in a negative light in a tribal council. Was because it because they, everyone prevail. was voting for Ryan? And I said, I, they, someone said, Paula, do you trust Ryan? And I said, I do. And I will not write his name down. And then you guys all said, I'm voting for Ryan. I said, that's fine. I won't tell him that because I couldn't change it at that point. We had like 30 seconds left Discord. Yeah. I said, that's fine, but I'm not voting for him. That's I, I don't think it was that. It, the detail is just it's just too far gone, I guess. But there was something where I wanted to be a bit more like, I'm sure the jury would have loved it on Survivor at home. But but yeah, once again, it's just it's so high risk to see someone else's name that's still in the game at Tribal Council. So Caleb was playing with fire and it did not work out for him in that moment, but 
overall it did. But the I think the boldest thing was Sifu was the one that asked him. Sifu put him in that position. Sifu turned around and said, mm, who would it be for you? That's he's, true. That, he's smart. That guy's smart. He's stirring up a pot. Like mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. But he's the one that could, turned around and put him in that spot. If you could draw someone out and s- to say someone else's name, that's that's a great place yes. for you to be. Yeah, because yes. you could kind of just like back away and let the fireworks go. I think exactly. So once they're actually the twelve of them living at one beach, now competing for individual immunity, everyone's brains are switching a bit. There are enough like, like Austin wants Kelly because of the amulet, like Katura Bruce. Like, there, there's enough different dynamics that I I don't think Caleb is going to be the only one in the hot seat, and because the person. Like everybody is also kind of okay with with Jay going home because that was their first vote. Like nobody is going to be like, oh, my only ally in the game. Like there's nobody that's going to be gunning for Caleb because Jay got out. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they mm-hmm. might be gunning mm-hmm. for Caleb for Caleb's sake, but not because they lost mm-hmm. their best. Yeah. Like Jay was nobody's number one, no. right? No. But she was number six for Reba, and I, I think it's going to go downhill for Reba. I I really really do. Um, I, yeah, I, the more that we're talking things through, especially now at tribal council, I just don't see a world where Caleb goes back to, uh, Kendra and Bruce. Like, I think in some capacity that they're going to, cause we have Emily, who's already very much bonded with Austin and true and true mm-hmm. and Austin mm-hmm. are with D and Julie and, a mm-hmm. large part of the other tribe has turned their own. So I just, I don't think, I don't think oh, Reba's going to do totally. well in the next few episodes. Well, and they pull Emily and Caleb in, that's six, and they keep Sifu for a bit, and that's seven, mm-hmm. right? And there's mm-hmm. your majority. Yeah. 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 So Sifu will go with Caleb, wherever Caleb goes, I think. You think so? Yeah, look, based on his reaction at the end, if you watch him, how excited he was, and I think it was genuine. I think, again, you can't really... So yeah, I posted this in the stuff. Discord. See, or no, um, like Caleb's like big, just his his smile, like he was so happy. Like I, like I was so happy seeing him so happy. Like that made, mm-hmm. I just, I just love that so much. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think whether you're on Caleb's quote unquote side or not, like everyone has to know love. It's going to be a huge TV moment, and. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, it'd be hard to not get caught up in the energy That's of. True. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, there was a big moment. My yep. sister was watching with me. She's not a Survivor fan. She said, I can't believe you still watch this stupid show. That's what she said to me. And I said, you're <sighs> going to love it after this episode. Then all that happened and she still doesn't like it. Oh, she my told goodness. She her husband it was stupid. Oh, cut her loose. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in her house right now, so is I that, can't. But like, is that shoot. the first time the shot in the dark has worked? That is, right? Uh, so it's the second time. No, because okay. well, last time it worked. Uh, what's her name played it? Queen Jamie played it, somebody, and it didn't really matter. Worked, yeah, yeah, because she oh, she okay. received no votes, but Jamie played okay. it at her first tribal council last season, and okay. it worked. So this is like only like really matters. Yes, yes where it worked and it mattered. Not like yeah. Playing an idol and you wasted an idol because no. nobody voted for you. It's like you saved yourself. Yeah, and the chances of it are way less. Yeah, this is the big one. Oh, I just wanted to say one more thing, Team Jake, because Team Jake. Did you see when Bruce got up to vote and he goes, "Old man." Yeah. Okay, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. 
I'll give you that. Doesn't matter <laughs> what accent. It was he's funny. He's not my number one, but I just Caleb is my number one, but Caleb and, and it's, Emily. It's funny are. because Jake is falling apart at every turn. <laughs> oh, <I can't> <laughs> so it's like the old man. Pot yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like, come on, Caleb. <laughs> Sorry, come on, yeah, Jake. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. I'll yeah, no, that. that was that was a good moment. The show is I, not shy about uh, throwing Bruce <laughs> under the bus, both in the edits yeah, and just with yes. what other people are saying. So um, you should listen to the on fire because I think we talked about when Bruce called himself a celebrity. Jeff throws a, a few like burns on Bruce as well. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like in the On Fire podcast. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll um, definitely also, be listening to more this season. Sorry, you go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like we could also get a montage of all Kendra's faces because like her reaction every time. I'm just like, it's oh, like you've never point. watched the show before. At the end of the of this season, I hope someone makes a hypercut of all of Kendra uh, Katura's uh, reactions to things. Point. That would be so good. She's, she's so funny. <laughs> oh. And then Austin, he sacrificed his vote because he knew he didn't need to use it. So then he now he has a full idol. So now yes. he's yes. still very equipped. <laughs> so that, that side has, they are just so many, so many things are going on that side. At the end of last episode, there were so many advantages being played by Austin. It's like, my goodness, I completely forgot about the goodwill advantage um, and he has the amulet, and of course he banked the I Like, there's just too much. And for me, who podcasts about the show, it's a lot for me to keep track of. So, well, and that's why he wanted the sandwich so badly because he didn't need another advantage. And True. that's kind of the annoying yeah. part that he like has no perspective of these other people who have not found any <laughs> kind of advantage in the game. And like, of course, they're going to sacrifice a sandwich, like, and to get any kind of advantage. Yeah, in the game. it's true. It's very true. They're going back to a tribe that has fish, whereas he's going back to a tribe that has nothing. So of course he's going to want the sandwich because he has not, nothing to look forward to. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. no, I, I do that. I, I do hear that. Um, but yeah, just going back to tribal council, we have uh, the vote, and literally everyone dumps their vote onto Caleb. At Thirteen, sorry. Tw- well, I guess it's eleven to nothing because 11, Caleb doesn't yeah. vote, and then. Austin doesn't, and Jeff was yeah. very specific, saying the last vote this time, and it was eleven when there should be, mm-hmm. of course, thirteen. And so that that was very, you know, you don't always get that in these sort of like yeah. no vote scenarios. So I really yeah. like that from just a production standpoint. So, quick question: When they unrolled the scroll and it said safe, Jeff's face was absolutely deadpan. Do you think that they? checked all the other scrolls really quick and like told him like does he have an earpiece or do you think he's just that good at being like and you are safe like not a twitch like i i slow like i watched it again i backed it up and it was like no reaction whatsoever i was very impressed with that yeah that's. i think he's a professional that he just he's so good that he knows to not do that to not have this big like reaction right whereas yeah a lot of us would So I okay, also, I I don't know if he has an ear ear earpiece, but okay, I okay, I do he he might I I'm not too <laughs> sure, but I think he does he knows how to keep his emotions in check. Okay. Also, one more thing I wanted to say when they're reading out Caleb's name, like I'm okay with there being two spellings of the name Caleb. <laughs> okay? But did you not think the person who wrote 
C A I L I B. I'm like, you work at Starbucks. You know when you tell them their name uh-huh. and they just like put some random letters on the cup? I was like, that person is working at Starbucks. <laughs> it's probably Sifu yeah. because he didn't ask him how to spell his name. Like, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was, was wild. Like, all the spellings of Caleb that came up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, I mean, I'm sure Caleb is just like buzzing. He's like probably not even registering the different spellings of his name because he's like, like, oh my goodness. Like the spelling of his name. Um, Anyway. And then, and so obviously there's only like five people that can receive votes. And so uh, I think at this point, I felt that it was going to be Jay. I I didn't see a lot Mm -hmm. of people turning on Emily in this moment. Um, and once again, just to eulogize Jay, like, I feel like she wasn't given a fair shot based on what we've seen. Um, it's just a very sad place to go out in a very crappy twist of the show. Um, and I really liked in episode one where she was looking at the map and she was trying to figure out the puzzle. I think she did. And even, even on her way out, she said, the kid in me is so happy right now, you know? I like that line. I like that yeah. line. Yeah. So there is, I really liked Jay's being, Jay being part of the the season. And I really like everything that she brought to the show. And I'm just very sad that she was not included in on her tribe. Just maybe that's a social worker in me, just seeing someone excluded for no apparent reason. And just having that person go out in a very sad fashion. It just did. It just it does not sit well with me for some reason. I, it makes me sad. That's but fair. That's fair. Jay is out of the game, and we are at the final twelve. Um, and I don't know. Are you guys next time on Survivor? People, did you guys did you guys look at that? I did watch it. I did not. Probably because my sister hated me so much. In those moments. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, the break the the break between uh, when they read the next person like the the person's voted off the island and then the start of the next time on survivor that commercial break is so freaking long that i completely <laughs> understand why people would do now because you're watching like nine <laughs> commercials but uh next episode not one but two people are getting voted out no yeah i think they maybe do like you know how sometimes there's an endurance challenge where they hold a poll or something but it's like all the girls go against all all the girls and then yeah. they're all the Oh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Or sometimes there's two people that have immunity and then, but they have to, or they split them and then like, you can only vote for the people in your cohort. I don't know. I don't love that though. I don't love that either. Because that interrupts like what you were saying. Exactly. Because they might have a plan of who to get out and then they can't because too many people have immunity or whatever. I hope it's not that. No, I'm I'm stressing out about how it's going to be. I I don't think it's going to be gender because if it's, if it's men and women, then why then the men would have to vote for the men and the so that's that's no i was thinking sorry i got confused i'm thinking about when sometimes there's two people that have immunity mm, that's when they've done okay, it by gender right. before but not yep. necessarily on the two people voted out but i yep. will say i love the diversity in the final 12 because there's six men and six women oh. mm-hmm. we have like a good representation of people of color like i yeah. i i love that like interesting like it's a very good representation i did not know that that's that's great i, I love it too because we have talked a little bit before about girls going out at the beginning but yes, yeah now yes. it's even again it's six and six so true true it's good true true 
All right, and that is episode six in the books. Um, Paula, who's winning? Who's winning this season? The whole thing? The whole thing. No, I don't even think about tomorrow. Uh, Emily. Emily. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love that team. That's my decision today. (laughs) Emily. Melinda, who's who's winning this season? I don't know. I know, it's <laughs> so hard. hard. It's hard. Like, Who's winning? No time to think. No time to think. Who's okay, winning? I'm going to say Drew then. I'm going to say Drew. Drew. Okay, I've Drew. heard that before. I've heard that before. Cal? Yeah. Uh, at this point, I am going to say Caleb. Okay. I, okay. I, I know he's... It's, he's has I think to, Caleb is the Jesse. I think Caleb is the Jesse. He's too good. He's too good. You're like, right. He's too good. Yeah, that's why Emily's going to win. Emily's going to win and donate it all to charity. Oh, that'd be so gross. So (laughs) one, sorry, I don't donate some to charity, but not all. So yeah, no, I agree. I know one thing about Survivor is that the Jessies of the world of the game, like every season, every other season, we have our heart broken, right? Like someone that we deeply care about gets voted out. So you know, just protect your hearts this season. I don't think there's someone like that yet that people are sort of rooting behind, rallying, rallying behind. But just be ready for that. One one way that my friend and I used to watch some TV shows was like, you would say, oh, this is like a boss battle in the sense of like the main character is going up against someone who is, you know, in the way of the prize. And so I like to think of Survivor as like whoever's winning has to get through someone that is beloved, which we would call like a boss Mm. battle. I don't know if that's making sense, but like who is going to be like, let's say if Bruce were to win the game and he voted out Caleb, would that justify him being a winner? Would you respect that move from him and be okay with it? Nope. (laughs) No. 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 Like, like, do we respect the Kingslayer because they slayed the king, right? Like, yeah, if Bruce just champs his way to the end and, you know, takes down all our favorites, Emily and Caleb. No, I think I I think I hold on to my bitterness and rage and I (laughs) I'm I'm petty AF in that situation, totally. (laughs) Paula, would you be happy with your with your King Bruce doing that? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Let me put it that way. Okay. Unless he stops often from eating a sandwich. <laughs> Let yeah. it be not so. Then he's toast. Let it be not so. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Austin's going to win. Yeah. Oh, then Emily wins in that scenario. Okay, right. No, I don't think Austin will win. I don't think Austin will win. <clears throat> I don't think Austin will win. I like Katura. I actually, I really like Katura after this episode. <sighs> I like Katura. Oh, Emily gets to the final three, she has an amazing yeah. story, yeah. right? Like, and she might get votes not because people loved her or the ally but because of her transformation and she can uh-huh. speak to that see and she's very smart i can see i can see emily being a losing finalist and i can see i always get tricked I'll, so I'll, I'll watch a season of survivor and i'll be like kind of on the tail of like who's likely gonna win and then during tribal council i get completely thrown off and buy in that one of the losers wins and i could see that happening with emily with her having this amazing final tribal council and her like systematically laying out everything that she did all season and why she was just going to mm, win. Mm-hmm. And then the jury just has, has already that perception of her of being, you know, this cold robot under 
you know, bottom of the totem pole kind of person and losing. So I could see that as a trajectory for Ooh. Emily. I don't want that, but that's, that's I my think fear she'll for talk herself. I think she'll talk so well in tribal council that people will do the opposite. That they will go in being like, eh, and she'll talk so well that she'll get people's votes. I feel like Caleb has to be on the jury for her to win because he can tell mm. her whole story, right? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if he wants her to win, he can ask leading questions that talk about how bad it was at the beginning and how she totally turned around. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If he gets out in the next couple votes, she has no advocate on the jury. I yeah. love it. The intrigue. That's so true. She's so so okay. smart. I don't know. <clears throat> for Emily to win, Caleb needs to go out. Oh, that's a that's a sad timeline for. To I don't see even Caleb know. Out, I don't. I don't know. I think she's so smart and articulate that she could prove her game from the beginning. I, I love the faith you have in her. I do. That's, that's great. I do. I honestly, I hated her at the beginning of the first day. I'm like, this chick needs to go. <laughs> I think it's we like, all did. It's like, like, I could not, like, I read so many books and this yeah. is like a perfect character arc. Like, I could tell you some of my favorite characters where in the first book in the series, like, you hated them and they were a bully. And then later in the series, they have a turnaround and you're like, I've bawled my eyes out over this character. Like I'm thinking of a specific one. I won't tell you spoiler, (laughs) Um, but it's like amazing writing. And like, you cannot like, this is unscripted. That's why I love it so much. Emily may as well have had a Boston accent (laughs) on day one. (laughs) (laughs) The Boston nights are going to come for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, Paula, anything that you want to, any last words, anything you want to flag up, anything that you want to pitch, promote? Not at all. Nothing? No? Zip. Zero. Zilch. All right. Well, uh, she came in third in the last Survivor at home. Well, uh, she's already thrown her hat in the in the ring for the upcoming jet. She's off work, <laughs> as she said in the Survivor Home Discord. All right. Uh, Melinda, <laughs> anything that you want to pitch, promote? Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, uniquely portable magic with periods in between the words. That's where I have a book account, but I also talk about parenting. I talk about puzzles. I talk about Survivor. It's the best way to connect with me. Um, and I hope that some of you listening will apply to see us in January. And I am super thankful that it's not the same weekend as the ski race this year, because I don't know if you guys remember, I had to get up at like the like, crack oh. of dawn to take my husband and children to a ski race last year. So I'm so thankful. It's not the case. Um, it's just gonna, I'll just send my family away this year. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And yes, yeah. so please, audience at home, give us a follow on Discord, survivor underscore at underscore home on, sorry, not on, inst- on Instagram. I know, I was like, and, um. <laughs> <laughs> and then after successfully applying and playing on our yes. next season, survivoratome.com, you might join our Discord. And we have a very lovely oh. community of people who chat nonstop oh. about Survivor. <laughs> we do, we do, nonstop. Um, I'm, like, I'm in there all the time. I'm in there every day. <laughs> You gotta water um, Jangy. Oh, don't tell them about Jangy. That'll scare them off. <laughs> I'm now currently catching a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, signing off for Paula, Melinda, and myself, Kel. See all y'all later. Bye. Peace. Bye.